You're listening to the Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. Even a best friend's compliment or encouragement, just it just doesn't ring true in the same sense that God's word does as far as like, okay, well, they're just saying that, or yeah, that's that that's just that person, you know, your parents encouraging you. It's like, okay, thanks, mom. You know, but like, <laughs> but like when when I look at God's word, it's like, okay, this is true and faithful. Welcome to the Conversations Podcast this morning. I am joined by two special guests. I can't do this like you, Taylor, but you are one of my special guests this morning. Taylor, glad you're with us. Thank you so much. You had a great message on Sunday, and I can't wait to talk more about it with... Carl, thanks for being back on the podcast. It's, it's awesome. Thank you for Dr. the privilege. Carl Fallingstad, we, you, were, you were referenced. You got a shout out in the message. <laughs> yes. yes. So I'm excited to hear all about, Taylor, your, <laughs> your week leading up to the message. What was going through your mind? I know you talked a little bit to me, a little bit to Carl. So uh-huh, uh-huh. you got the floor. And, give dad, us, and dad also. Yes, and dad. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Give, give your dad a shout out. Yeah, no, he helped me. Yeah, yeah. No, I... Uh, Many people don't know who your what your dad does. Yeah, my dad's a pastor, so he definitely had some pointers and helped me out. Uh, but yeah, no, I, choosing the psalm was honestly the the toughest part, or not necessarily the toughest, but one of the hardest parts because there's a lot of good ones out there. So I was trying to think. I was like, okay, which one? I started with a list of like 15, and then just kind of read through and, and narrowed it down. And Psalm 8 kept. I, I went in order, so I started with uh, one before then, and then just kind of read through. And Psalm 8, I was like, ooh, that, that's good. So then I was like, oh, I'll come back to it, and then read through the others and then just still kept going back to Psalm 8. So that was kind of right away where I was like, I felt just so much peace in that moment, just deciding it. And then, uh, yeah, and then the preparation process, just reading it, there's a, I mean, there's only nine verses in this chapter. And yet I was at one point, I was like, this could be a whole series. I mean, like, how do I fit this into one message? So uh, yeah, so I super appreciate both of y'all helped me just process through what does this mean? What does this look like? What does the text say? And then, uh, yeah, it really all came together. Well, you got a little taste of your own medicine because you do that so well for so many. And and so now it was great to hear not only how you prepared, but how God used you to share this message. I wasn't there, but I did watch it online. And you talked about significance, mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. significance. So starting up with a door, we uh, learned about God through this psalm. God's glory is all around us. These first two verses talk to that. So question for you guys, where do you see God's glory? I'm enjoying this you so gotta, much. You gotta get in on this too. This is not... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I prefer to ask the questions this time around. Where, where do we see God's glory? Is that the question? Yeah, where do you see God's glory? Uh, I, again, I think I'm not... I'm not as much of an outdoorsy person, but I still I still appreciate God's creation and um, and I think for me, honestly, even within creation, it's more the com- the complexity, like the the complex parts of God's creation, than even just like the the vastness. So for me, it's like how to figuring out how to stuff work and how it's yeah. so evident. And I mean, it can be again the smallest thing to like a cell molecule, or it can be something super big like a solar system. But just how he he works everything together. I mean, last night at community group, we were talking about this and. Someone brought up just how the Earth not only is it just a galaxy within you know millions of stars all stuff, but then there's this Earth that is perfectly positioned, distance from the sun, and then not too far. I mean, just the fact that like in order to sustain life, those kind of little things where you hear about that and you're like, wow, like that that's crazy. So it's just not only just the again the vastness of God's creation, but just how 
just brilliant and just how yeah. everything works works in that. I'd mm. say that's kind of for me personally a big a big piece of that. Yeah. Carl, what about you? Well, yeah, that me too. I'm a kind of a hobby astronomer. I still remember when we went to Nigeria in 87, one of the things I did was uh, 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 subscribe to Sky and Telescope, which is an amateur oh, astronomy wow. magazine. And so it was brilliant. There was completely dark skies because there was no electricity. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty cool. Best. You know, and in Nigeria is about 10 degrees north of the equator. So you got northern hemisphere stars and southern hemisphere wow. stars. And it was, you know, it's, it's, it's worship, you know. Mm. It's, it's just amazing how big God is and how small we are. And yet which is, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. came out real clear verse, in your message, yeah, and yet five. we're so precious. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's what verse three and four talk about. Three, uh, when I look at the night sky and see the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars you set in place, and then verse four, what mere mortals that you should think about them, human beings that you should care for them. So speaking to our significance, how God sees us, and he, we are significant in his eyes. So a question for you guys, I, I, uh, how, do you, how do you deal with that? How do, how do you admit that your significance truly is in God? What maybe is something that gets in the way of finding your significance in God? One of the things, uh, there's several things that right after Sunday, I was like, oh, I wish I said this or I wish I could have done that. Welcome to the uh, club. <laughs> I know, I was gonna say, I've heard, that's, I've heard that's normal. But this was one in particular, I love uh, verse three and four, particularly uh, just verse four speaks to, I feel like two different sides of a continuum. So one is like thinking that, I'm so worthless and so small that how could a good God love me? There's kind of people that may gravitate and lean towards that just uh, naturally. And then there's others where I'd put myself in this category where I lean towards I'm, uh, the, the universe does revolve around me and I, and I don't need a God and I am so great. And so I just love how this verse speaks speaks to both of those yeah. and keeps both of those in check because for those that are like, you know, yeah, I am God, I'm on top of the world. It's like, you quickly realize, no, no, you're not, you know? And like, did you create the moon and the stars with your fingertips? Like, no. Uh, but then on the other side, for those that are feeling just unworthy, mm-hmm. uh, it's just speaking to how much God is mindful of us and thinks about us and cares about us. And so I think just in that context to your question, I think, uh, for me, it's my pride and just thinking that I, I, don't, I don't need God. I try to ignore the, the realities of how powerful God is because it's like, okay, maybe that makes me feel a little more powerful, a little more in control. But it, I mean, I can just speak from experience. It doesn't take long to realize and be humbled by that. And you're sitting on the floor asking and begging God to come through and help you. So even just despite my best attempts to control and, and dictate uh, life, it, it's pretty sobering to be reminded of that. But He's so gracious and cares about us and is mindful of us. So I just love how that it speaks yeah. to both of those in that verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I have a hard time sometimes keep looking up, right? Because mm-hmm. David's looking at this, the moon and the stars and the whole cosmos, and he's out there in the, in the Israeli bush, you know, chucking stones at lions and bears and stuff and keeping the, the sheep safe. And he's looking up and... Uh, I think a lot of times stuff happens in life and it just takes us down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just don't look up anymore. You know, looking up meaning seeing God and his yeah. purposes, his presence yeah. with us, even despite the whatever the stuff going on is in, in, in the world. And so, I don't know, it, it takes, I don't know if it's hard to say what does that, but staying in his word, rem, rem, mm-hmm. reminding yourself how much I'm precious to him because yeah. uh, it's not a natural thing to mm-hmm. feel. And mm-hmm. so the word tells us, 
And then other believers tells us. Mm -hmm. And that's why we need community, because we're precious as other people see us. Uh, and so, and then, of course, the Holy Spirit does that. Um, he witnesses in our hearts that we're precious. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so. you know, I, I was gone because, not because I didn't want to be miss, miss, your, miss your message, Taylor, but I was celebrating my anniversary with Taylor. So we were mm -hmm. out. Um, on the coast, and uh, we got we got a chance to snorkel. So point Ooh, being, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. he's talking about the moon. I don't think David would have been, you know, snorkeling is such a leisure <laughs> leisurely activity. It's probably pretty new. Um, but we we got out in some places where it was really beautiful. It was like forty feet deep, wow. but you could see super clear. Um, and and so feeling that small in in that great body of ocean. Not only feeling that small, but feeling so foreign. You, you don't belong in a body of water as a human, especially underwater, right? You can't breathe, that, that doesn't sustain life. But the fact that God uh, sees our significance um, despite circumstance, despite even how we may feel about Him, He's so kind um, that he, he provides everything that we need for me. Uh, for example, um, when I am at my worst, God's love is at its best, right? Um, so that's the grace of God. Right. And I think those those things help me with those things help remind me that my significance is in Him, mm -hmm. not in my performance or, mm -hmm. or in mm -hmm. anything uh, that I'm doing. So that that also ties to purpose. We talked mm -hmm. about this pursue a purpose. That was your aspire. What does this psalm teach us? Teach you to respond. Pursue a purpose that is eternally significant. Mm -hmm. So, what are some things that you guys <laughs> do that help you uh, remember? to pursue a purpose that is eternally significant? Uh, well, Practically I'm, speaking, because we're on the Conversations <laughs> podcast and oh, we keep dear. things practical. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just start by saying this is still a work in progress and I definitely am trying to do be better at this. Uh, I think the biggest difference, and I alluded to it a little bit on Sunday, but just the difference between uh, coming up with a plan or having your own purpose and then trying to sprinkle God on it versus truly surrendering and asking God. I think for me in my life, that's looked like actually being willing to put everything on the table and not just some things. Cause I, uh, I, I'm very much a, a hedger in the sense that I'm like, okay, I'll give God this, but let me let me hold on to this so that just in case, you know, I got I want to keep all doors open, I want to keep all options on the table, and um, but when it comes to doing God's will and and work in my life, it's like I, that was one of the biggest lessons I learned was just fully surrendering, yeah. and uh, even if that initially creates more questions and answers, even if that creates more, you know, concerns than uh, than peace, you know, it's like just that sense of full surrenderance is like, okay, God, like, you know, again, I don't know, especially when it comes to like a decision or something, it's like, I don't necessarily know what this is going to look like, but I just want to be fully dependent on you. And, and even the convicting part of that too, is I can start there and I can start moving and then quickly begin to try to make it about my purpose again. And then mm -hmm. next thing you know, it's like initially jumping into something, feeling fully confident. That's what God wanted me to do. And then you know, just like the examples that uh, I mentioned yeah. on Sunday, but just slowly try to try to take the glory and the control for myself. And so, even even in my best efforts and starting out that way, I can quickly then sweep back into just uh, yeah selfishness and uh, trying to control. Yeah. Did you add anything to that, Carl? Uh, not much. That's 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 I think our eternal. Uh, uh, story of the human being is that is just what uh taylor is you know yeah. kind of fleshed out <clears throat> for me also I, I i sometimes need to pray that i would 
my heart would want to be in line with the purpose. Uh, sometimes uh, you need the Holy Spirit to even prime the pump to, for the first thing, and then just just to engage with God's purpose in a little more personal way. And then also just it, sometimes I have to remind myself everything everything worthwhile in life costs something. Yeah. So there is a sacrifice, not a bad thing sacrifice, but there's always, you know, a decision to be made, uh, you know, this or that, you know, my will, your will. Um, and so just reminding myself that, you know, my natural inclination is not going to want to be to sacrifice for God's purpose and be aligned with his. So um, <clears throat> I have to remind myself, okay, all right, if you're serious about that, you really, you might, you need to make, you make, make a decision and, and that will affect, you know, your choices of time, uh, you know, effort, yeah, energy yeah. and, and whatever. So yeah. that's kind of. It's really good. And it actually, I think answers the question that we got for your message. Someone, Taylor, uh, submitted a oh, yeah. question. Yes. Yeah. Through the guide. I know. And the CC uh, guide. The CCC.guide. <laughs> that's right. When you find yourself in a place of questioning your significance, what practical steps do you take to return to the mindset of realizing your significance to God and his purposes for your life? So it's talking about mm -hmm. self-doubt and security. When that creeps in, again, I think this, this uh, theme of sacrifice, Carl, is important right. that, you know, Jesus said, hey, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. So what, what steps do you take mm -hmm. to get back to mm -hmm. finding our significance in God and, and his eternal purpose for, mm -hmm. for us? You want to take that first or do you? No, go ahead. Okay. Well, no, I think, uh, I mean, similar answer, Carl, you gave earlier just about the word, because I think about just in moments of, uh, I don't know if despair is the right word, but just in these, in these uh, just deep moments where I, I am feeling this sense of inadequacy or feeling this, I mean, even, you know, a best friend's compliment or encouragement, just, it just doesn't ring true in the same sense that God's word does as far as like, okay, well, they're just saying that, or yeah, that's, that, that's just that person, you know, your parents encouraging you. It's like, okay, thanks mom. You know, but like, <laughs> but like when, when I look at God's word, it's like, okay, this is true and faithful. And, uh, but again, this is another area that I constantly am trying to grow in and have to keep going back to, because I'm not going to wake up and my natural reaction is, oh, I'm significant in God's eyes. Yeah, like right. I'm made in the image of God. Like I'm secure. You know, it's like, there's so many ways that I, I've learned, especially even the last year or two, just how insecure I am in my identity and things that I didn't think really were important. And then next thing you know, I'm like, oh yeah, I really did see that as a source of purpose or worth or identity. And so just having to then give that up. And so I, I think, I mean, yeah, at least for me, it's, it's definitely more of a process. And I think, you know, if anything, God's showing me, at least in my walk, sanctification is definitely a part where it's like, it's just God showing me more and more areas where I've tried to find significance and just showing me that that's, that's, not, that's not where he sees my significance. Yeah, yeah the word is where we get um, this scripture that you quoted, 1 Peter 2.9. It's familiar uh, and incredibly important to our significance and his eternal purpose for us. Peter writing, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful, uh, marvelous light. So he's, he, he says that we're chosen, mm -hmm. that he, he picked us out. And, and I think selective, the fact that God selected us, you know, we made the mm -hmm. team before tryouts. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that principle is something that reminds me that is where I find my significance. And when I put my purpose, uh, or when I find myself in uh, my significance in, in God, then he, he outlines 
Mm-hmm. His purpose is for me. Another thing is that we're, we're needed in this world. Mm-hmm. As his yes. chosen people, we're needed to, to talk about God. So what we're doing right now, having conversations about what God's done in our life, uh, having conversations about um, who he is and what, what his word says, those are important mm-hmm. pieces mm-hmm. to um, help us remember that our significance is in him. So would you yeah. guys add yeah. anything to that? Oh, that's that's really good. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, the Psalm 8 uh, message was uh, that's God's word speaking to us about how significant we are. Mm-hmm. So the actual mm-hmm. Psalm yeah. is illustrating your point, yeah. your, your sermon on it and reading it. And yeah. Because the, the world is very dehumanizing on the whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you really look at some of the philosophies around, mm-hmm. they're not necessarily, you know, um, uh, humanity uh, positive, you know, especially some of the recent developments. So we get our worth through the, this. We have to be told specially. In, in the old style, they call it special revelation. You have general yeah. revelation, yeah. which is the moon and the stars and stuff. Everybody yeah. can see that. But how do you know that you're loved? The star can't love you. The moon can't <laughs> love you. Yeah. Uh, so we have to be told through the, the word and the Holy Spirit that we are yet precious to God. And so... Um, uh, special revelation is, is, you know, kind of, we need to be told this specifically because it's not obvious uh, in the yeah. world. No, I'd love for you. Actually, that reminded me of something. We, we talked about that uh, just this past week uh, as you and I met about this. And one of the other things related to that is that I love your perspective on just your expertise, especially in what you're doing, translating the Bible, but just you're mindful of how other religions see their gods. Right. And, and so I wonder if you could just speak. I'd love for you to share kind of what you share with me about how, uh, wild or how just foreign this concept that God, like you just said, that God loves us and cares about us. But not only that, but he just, he he, he went through the chasm and became mankind. Like, I, I just love how you put that because you're like, that that's not a, like we grew up in church. It's like, oh yeah, that's what God did. Yeah, but like, that's not something that, that other religions would see and be like, wait, what? So yeah, exactly. I'd love to to yeah. That. Well, think of a, a, another majority world religion, and the the idea that Jesus would come down to be a human being, you know, and you you referenced that how Jesus was the perfect one who did uh, live the life right. that, and God's purpose and. Uh, you know, it talks about that in Hebrews 2 and stuff, mm-hmm. his, his faithfulness, obedience, and his humbleness to become a human being. Um, from a majority religion worldview, that's completely inconceivable that God would uh, humiliate yeah. himself yeah. Right. by becoming right. this, this flesh and bone. What, what a crazy idea. Mm-hmm. And they think it's blasphemy, actually. And so, and even, even Martin Luther said, you know, we never would have... You know, this this whole story of God becoming a human is so unlike what we would do if we were God that it has to be true (laughs) because it's so humble. Yeah. And God is so great that he makes this unbelievably big universe. We still haven't seen the end of it. And yet he became a nursing infant. Uh, dependent on his mother's milk, it, it's 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 very mind blowing. So yeah, in, in a lot of religions, this is this idea is like what? Wait, what? As you yeah. might say. Yeah, no, I love that perspective because I honestly don't think about that a lot. And again, you're just trying to grapple with the truths of, of the word. But yeah, just that that context and how humbling you know that that fall was as far as to become uh, a man. Think about it in our in the way that we run. We want promotion. But how often do we see someone that's promoted then choose a demotion of some mm-hmm. sort? Maybe at an opportunity cost to spend more time with family or, you know, but this didn't really do Jesus any favor mm-hmm. except for communi- communion with, with us, mm-hmm. with his creation. So he really did do this for us. And that's a beautiful picture of, of grace and, right. 
and, and God's love. So um, yeah, this was fun. I enjoyed asking questions. Carl, <laughs> thank job. you for being here. Thanks for coming. Taylor, thanks for the great thanks message. Thanks for the great message, yeah. yeah. Praise we'll the Lord. next week on the Conversations Podcast. All right. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Conversations Podcast. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, you can email us conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Thanks for being here again, everybody. It was awesome. That's it for this version of the podcast. We will see you guys next time.